Today is Monday, November the 27th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. One American child that was held hostage by Hamas terrorists has now been released. Abigail Eden was set free on Sunday as part of a four-day ceasefire and hostage exchange between Israel and the Hamas terrorists that are located in the Gaza Strip. There were a total of 14 Israelis released on Sunday, as well as three foreign nationals. Abigail Eden is a four-year-old with dual citizenship for Israel and the U.S. Her parents were both killed in the October 7th attack by Hamas that occurred within the interior of Israel. In Los Angeles, California, a high-profile member of the Sinaloa drug cartel is now dead. Eddie El Mago Escobedo was shot and killed on Thanksgiving Day along with another drug dealer, Guillermo de Los Angeles. Both men were found shot to death in an industrial property parking lot. Escobado was known to be a close friend with the son of Joaquin Guzman, also known as El Chapo. Escobado also served time in prison for the distribution of 22,000 pounds of marijuana. Authorities in that area are still working on establishing a motive behind the shooting, as well as possible suspects. Well, just south of Los Angeles, in the city of San Diego, there are over 300 illegal migrants now being housed at the San Diego International Airport. Dozens of immigrants were taken to Terminal 2, After being processed by Border Patrol agents at the U.S.-Mexico border, border crossers have learned that if they cross the U.S.-Mexico border at that point, they will be taken to the San Diego International Airport. And from there, they can fly to anywhere in the nation that they want to in their efforts to enter the U.S. illegally and to stay. The airport has seen a massive influx of illegal migrants in the past few weeks. Congressman Ronnie Jackson of Texas is all in favor of another attempt to impeach the secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, Alexander Mayorkas. Jackson spoke to Fox News about another effort coming from Marjorie Taylor Greene of Georgia to impeach Mayorkas regarding the U.S.-Mexico border crisis. People in this country, they want accountability at this particular point. That's what people are really sick of. That's why people are disgusted with Congress. You know this firsthand. Uh, It seems like, you know, we we don't get anything done sometimes, and people want accountability. Now, we control, uh, you know, the majority, a very slim majority in the House of Representatives. We don't control the Senate, and we don't control the White House. But we should be doing everything we can to hold this man accountable, to hold the Biden administration accountable. He has been completely derelict in his duty. This is a national security issue for us now. It's not just an issue with the fentanyl and poison in our youth. It's not an issue with the just overwhelming number of people coming over here. The crime, the sex trafficking, the drug trafficking, all of the, uh, the, the violence that follows that. It's an issue now of national security. We have known terrorists crossing our borders now in record numbers. And so we have to do something about what's going on. This man has been given every opportunity, every opportunity to do something about this. He has continued to bury his head in the sand and act like there's not a problem. He's just a puppet of the Biden administration. He does not think independently and he is not acting in this country's best interest. And Something needs to be done about it, and I certainly hope that we can get together as a, as a party in the, in the Republicans in the House and we can uh, start impeachment process on this man. Jackson was the White House physician before he became a congressman, and he also had to weigh in on the recent 81st birthday of Joe Biden. This is going to get worse. I've been saying this since he was candidate, Joe Biden. I saw it early on, and like you said, I wasn't making a diagnosis, but I said something's going on here. This man's got cognitive issues related to his age. It's just continued to get worse, and I did this the other day. I went back and I looked at some stuff from two or three years ago when he was, or from three, over three years ago when he was running for office and compared it to right now, and it's just unbelievable how much he's degenerated just during his time in office. 
we cannot afford to have this man in office for you know the remainder of this term and then another four years after that. He's already putting us at great risk right now. Look at what's happening to our economy, our southern border we just talked about, overseas, uh, the, the wars that we're getting drawn into, things that wouldn't happen if, if, uh, if Donald Trump were there because our enemies don't fear us anymore. They have no respect for us anymore because we don't have the leadership in the White House that we need. And it's because this man, whether he, even if he wanted to, he cannot provide that leadership. He is not physically and cognitively fit for office anymore. Well, last week I reported on a class action lawsuit that's underway against the U.S. government for the forced removal of thousands of military members who refused to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Now Missouri Senator Eric Schmidt is demanding answers from the U.S. Army about those who were discharged and who are now getting letters in the mail from the U.S. Army that give them the option to rejoin the branch. But there's no other details given in that letter. Schmidt wants to know if, if these same military members will get any back pay or be reinstated to the rank that they had before they were discharged. He's also seeking to find out if the U.S. Army will ensure their religious freedom will be protected in the future. Schmidt is asking for a response from the U.S. Army leadership by December 13th of this year. These natural story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. A controversial election out of Arizona is back in the news. The 2022 election involved both Carrie Lake running for governor of that state and Abe Hamaday running to be the attorney general. Both Lake and Hamaday lost to their Democratic opponents in an election that was fraught with election discrepancies stemming all the way back to 2020 with Trump versus Biden. Lake and Hamaday have challenged the election results in various ways due to the problems that occurred on Election Day, as well as with mail-in ballots. Lake has focused on the election discrepancies involving mail-in ballot signatures within Maricopa County. However, that legal challenge has not resulted in any type of overturning of the election results. Hamaday's challenge is also in Maricopa County regarding the vote tabulators, which rejected many of the ballots that were printed on the wrong size paper. That printing, by the way, is done by the state attorney general's office, Katie Hobbs, who happened to be running against Carrie Lake as a Democrat to be the next governor. Now, a group called We the People AZ Alliance has completed their review of provisional ballots. The group's co-founder, Shelby Bush, released a video about what discrepancies first alerted them to look into this whole area. So in order to understand the part of the evidence that I will be presenting to you today, you must first understand what is a provisional ballot. So according to the Arizona Secretary of State, a provisional ballot is a fail-safe measure designed to ensure that all eligible voters have their ballots counted. An example of this would be somebody who maybe has a name change, like a woman who got married, or somebody who moved out of the county, or maybe they just never registered to vote. They would be given a provisional ballot in order to ensure that if they should have voted or could have voted, they were able to. Immediately following the election, the evidence showed that there were major anomalies in the rejected provisional ballots in the state of Arizona and every single county. Some of the counties' rejection rates increased 10,000%, with the smaller counties going from 0.09% of the overall voters 
to 9% of the overall voters. And we understood that this was a strange anomaly that needed further investigation. And we waited for the county to provide that information in order to research it. Bush then goes on to detail how Hamaday could easily overturn the attorney general's race with a legal challenge as long as a judge is willing to do the right thing. 70% of these rejected provisionals are either Republican or right-leaning independents, P&Ds, and Libertarians. Abe only lost by 280 votes based on their own canvassing. And this video is only focusing on the evidence involving provisional ballots. And we have hundreds of these declarations from voters, along with the supporting evidence and documents to show their vote should have counted. Katie Hobbs was the Secretary of State during this 2022 election, where she tipped the scales of justice by concealing critical information from Abe and his attorneys. She knows thousands of voters were disenfranchised in Arizona, and if she had any integrity, she would admit it. But she won't, because this is the very election where she saw her own election into the governor's office. The courts are afraid to hear this. They don't want to have to unseat an illegitimate attorney general, bring the entire election into question, and dismantle Arizona's voter registration system. Abe will turn over every rock to ensure that those responsible for disenfranchising these voters and silencing our voices are brought to justice. All it takes is one honest judge in Arizona, and Abe Hamaday is our next attorney general. This story was first published in the Arizona Sun-Times by reporter Rachel Alexander. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.